meet dare to more than dabble all are welcome at our hearth for a little bonfire babble bonfire babble welcome to the bonfire exploring magic with two modern witches i'm Corey, and i'm detta happy wednesday when this comes out yeah uh the weather today is wild we just got a thunder lightning situation and now the sun is out wild weather wild. is wild. weather is wild unpredictable absolutely fabulous it's a trip i like it yeah i'll take it <laughs> <laughs> we just had if you uh end up signing up for a patreon we will have a very unusual extra sode mm-hmm. <laughs> for just our Patreons that we did with Night Classy. If you haven't checked them out, they are two young teachers in their early 20s, mm-hmm. and they talk about things that they can't talk about in class. Mm-hmm. And we just did an episode with them, which means we've each had a drink. I've <laughs> had two and one half. I'm a little bit tipsy. <laughs> and I had half of one and spilled half of it on my keyboard. Such a bummer. I know. I know. But, you know, there it was. It was very good. Corey mm-hmm. made them. And it was from Witchcraft Cocktails. By Julia Helena Hadas. There we go. Yeah. So yeah. remember back a while back when I was like, check out this book by Julia Helena Hadas? This is the other book. Yeah. That we mentioned no, no, this is the first one. This is the right, one right, that right. I put on but, Instagram. But and then I shouted out the moon one. Right, 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 right. right. But and she has a couple. Check them out. Yeah, the moon one, I think, is released. Oh, it should be now. It should yeah, be Monday should or be Tuesday. Out. Yeah, it should be out. Yeah. I pre-ordered it. You would. Mm, Book budget buster over here. excited. Yeah, it was yeah. totally fun. It was very fun. Very yeah. rad. Very rad chicks. You should please go check out their podcast. Yeah. And their producer, Alec, is really cool. Such a nice guy. Yeah. Even though I definitely went on a tear about the patriarchy and how much (laughs) men suck. So he was a delight. (laughs) Uh, Okay, men don't suck, but the patriarchy does. But the patriarchy sure does. Yeah. Um, But I'd been drinking, so. (laughs) Here we are. There we are. There we are. Uh, We're doing something that Corey brought up as an idea to do crystal balls today yeah which i'm really excited about me too yeah and i i, I can't wait i think i think let's just let's go just to start? the library let's just head into the well, library unless there's anything else i don't think so i'm just like my brain is so scattered right now because i move one week from today <gasps> oh that's right it's very stressful one week from today yes all your life will change exactly yeah, it's a huge change huge yeah and i'm stressed about it Um, And there's stuff I can't really do until, like, right before. So it's a lot of, like, wait, 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 wait. Go, go, go. Yeah. And it's very stressful for me. Um, But next time we record, I'll be settled in. And it'll be great. (sighs) We're loving that. Loving that. Loving that. Yeah. And Samhain is coming up, a.k.a. Hallows, a.k.a. Halloween. Halloween, a.k.a. whatever you call it. (laughs) Halloween. Yeah. I'm really, really excited about it. We started finally decorating. Well, we started teeny bit a while ago, but we got serious about it today. We're going to decorate yeah. as soon as we're all moved in. Mom's yeah, you stoked are. About it. It's going to be a yeah. blast. Yeah. And for those of you that don't know, I'm my mommy and I <laughs> bought a house. I'm 33. I'm a grown-ass woman, but my mommy and I have bought a house together because I want to live with my mommy. Dang it. <laughs> and um, she's stoked on Halloween. Yeah. And handing out 
trick candy to kiddos and mm. it's a good time we're excited it is a good time i'm excited too yeah well cool let's uh, let's head into the library let's head into the library love the library all right here we are and here we are i know you have lots of fun stuff. I have lots of fun go stuff. Go first. Go, go, go. Um, so first of all, my uh, resources are ancientorigins.net, learnreligions.com, mentalfloss.com, britannica.com, victorianweb.com, tvtropes.org, thecrystalball.com, and wishingmoon.com. Woohoo! Uh, oh, and also uh, our mysterious long lost uncle, Wikipedia. <laughs> so, um, I have a new word alert. I actually have two new word alerts. Three, actually. Oh my gosh, bring them on. So, the first word is orbuculum, which is just a rad way to say a crystal ball. That's just a fancy word to say crystal ball. That is awesome. Uh, Crystallomancy, which is divining using a crystal ball. And Crystallum Orbis, which is Latin for crystal ball. (laughs) Just all fancy ways to say the same thing. Crystal ball. Crystal ball. Um, What is a crystal ball? It is a, (laughs) yeah, it's basically a smooth, flawless, generally, sphere made out of a number of things actually um so it's not always crystal and it's not always clear for example john d mm-hmm. the religious advisor to queen elizabeth the first he had an obsidian crystal ball that he used to divine with and he we'll get to him later okay <laughs> but basically the crystal ball is used for divining and scrying so determining the future right seeing things that normal human eyes can't see. It is as far back as the first century after, no, BCE, and was widespread through Rome by the fifth century BCE, or sorry, CE, goodness sake, CE, before Common Era and after Common Era. Um, So it's a old, it's old. Uh, It was used by soothsayers, um, from the 3rd to 5th century CE, it was used by the Druids of the British Isles until, you know, the unpleasantness. And uh, it took a dip from Rome. about... Rome. Yeah. A lot of conquest. A lot of assimilation. Yeah. A lot Yuck. of killing. Yuck. Um, but the popularity of it took a dip from about 500 to 1500. But then it came back into prominence because of John Dee. So he was an advisor to Queen Elizabeth I, and he was, like, obsessed with this obsidian crystal ball that he had, and he liked to make predictions for the queen. And because of that, it became very fashionable to seek out people who did crystallomancy. Um, it was also, fun fact, it was adopted by the Romani people when their migration brought them through Great Britain. It was really accepted in Great Britain, so it was adopted into the practices of these people who were othered pretty aggressively, 
And uh, so they thought, well, we'll incorporate this thing that they know and are comfortable with into our practice. And so we won't seem so scary or other or be in danger. History shows us that didn't necessarily work, which is a huge bummer. Please look into that. The Romani people are fascinating. Please look into it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they get a lot of the stereo a lot of the stereotypes that we have about crystal balls exactly that's are attributed to them exactly are you going to get to that point. i'm sorry i'm no. so sorry no no don't apologize no that's exactly where i was headed with that is that it is now for better or worse like totally associated with uh romani fortune tellers it sort of took another dive in popularity and then like so many occult things uh gained popularity in the victorian era you know <laughs> You know. What? Corey, tell us Seances, what. spirit boards, mediums, all of that crap in Victorian era, especially in England, was very popular. People with too much money and too much time made these once sacred practices very fashionable to do. Mm. There's a very famous uh, crystal, crystallomancer? Mm-hmm. Sure. Sure. I like uh, that. Who is in the 20th century. Her name is Jean Dixon. Uh, you can look her up. She's fascinating. There are articles about her that skew bias in both ways. Really? Uh, one being like she predicted the Kennedy assassi- assassination and one being like, kind of, but also she didn't even think that Kennedy was going to win the election. <laughs> and so like stuff like that. Um, but her crystal ball after she passed was auctioned off for guess how much money? A million. More than no, a million. No, no, no. What? Don't, I don't get know. crazy. Oh, what? Yeah. About $12,000, which for a crystal ball is a lot. Um, and also, fun fact about big fancy crystal balls, famous ones, the third largest crystal ball in the world is 49 pounds. I couldn't find a weight for the largest one, and I don't know why. Wow. But it belonged to an empress in China. And now resides in the Smithsonian. Um, but it's 49 pounds of pure quartz crystal. It's not clear, is it? It's clear as heck. No. It's gorgeous. It's flawless. Oh, my gosh. And think about it. Think about it. Okay. So you're in you're in 2000 BCE, right? You're a long, long time ago, thousands of years ago. And you're taking this hunk of raw stone and you're trying to make it spherical. The process for that now is arduous, but there are mechanical tools to do it. Mm -hmm. There were not then. And so think about the water process of that. Wow. Wow. Like water used to erode this thing into a perfect circle. (sighs) Shocking. Amazing. Wow. Amazing. Please look it up. Um, But crystal balls don't necessarily have to be crystal. They could be glass. They could be stone. Um, There's a lot of weird gatekeeping I found on what makes a proper crystal ball. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that if it works for you, it works for you. Mine is not clear, by the way. Yeah. Some of them have bubbles in them. Yeah. Mine is really cloudy with very few moments of really clearness there you go yeah um but like obsidian you can't see through obsidian no. that shit's black as it's night. a reflection yeah yeah um so i'll talk about my theories on that when we get to the bonfire i love that uh but crystal amancy is still used some people use little baby crystal balls some people use crystal balls like the size of a dinner plate 
And I, I want you to, next time you're watching like a movie, I want you to think about, if you see a crystal ball, think about how it's being used. Like for example, Saruman in Lord of the Rings uses a crystal ball and it's the one that Pippin finds and accidentally touches and then Sauron knows where they are, right? Yeah. That made sense? That was a sentence? That, that was a sentence. Okay, great. That good. was a sentence. He uses it as a tool to see the present, like to, to see things that he cannot see from where he is, like a telescope or like a like a, a way to put himself into an environment where he isn't yeah. actually. And um, That's called something in witchcraft, remote viewing. When you think about a person using a crystal ball, what do you think of? And if your first immediate response is a person sitting in a booth with a turban with a crystal ball on a purple table with a purple tablecloth and like stars all around, you're not alone in that. And it is by design that that is the first thing you think of. So rather than beating yourself up about that, instead, look into it. Mm -hmm. Think about uh, the people that are telling the story, think about the people that are missing from the story, and think about people that benefit from the story, and then look into crystal balls. They're fascinating. I went down so many rabbit holes researching for this episode, and it's like as far back as the soothsayers of, like the soothsayer in Julius Caesar, for example, probably used a crystal ball, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, maybe. Maybe. Uh, But like the idea of using... A crystal ball is not different than using a bowl of water or a pendulum or a mirror. They're the same thing. So if you're like, crystal balls are hokey or crystal balls don't work or whatever, try it. And if you don't want to try it, that's fine. But like, think about why you feel that way. Because there's a lot of racism inherent in in the conception of like what how we the rather the perception of not conception of crystal balls and how we see people who use them so just ponder that Mm. but that's all the library i have should we head out to the bonfire actually (gasps) Uh oh dennis got library stuff for us just just a very little bit because i want to talk more about this out at the bonfire Mm -hmm. in researching crystal ball because I've I've read some about it in, you know, some of the witchcraft books that I have and, you know, Silver Ravenwolf from way back when, Scott Cunningham, and then more recently, more modern witches who are writing about it. And you can find stuff about it out on YouTube. But I went to learn religions as well because that's, you know, my go to. I love them so much. Love it. And I learned about Picatrix. I believe that's how you pronounce it. They have no idea what that means. The name changed in the 1200s, and it used to be called, it depends on your source, but it used to be called the goal of the sage. That is from the preface to a particular translation of the Picatrix, which is a wild book, y'all. You remember how we were talking about the black magic book and how it had all these weird, not happy things that people did with black magic. So this book is not quite that, but there's an entire section. I went down the rabbit hole. I I did not read all 400 pages overnight, but I might have read quite a bit of this book. The translators are talking about it 
And it was originally an Arabic text, and it's one of the first places that the crystal ball is mentioned. And the reason that I read it so much and then got sucked in is because I was looking for where it was, and I never found it. But she mentions it. She refers to it in the Learn Religions article. And oh my gosh, y'all, this book, so much astrology, so much philosophy so much science and he talks about uh he talks about the science of magic this was written in 900 granted it is translated in 1200 it got translated from arabic to latin and these all the people who did this translation were translating it from latin and they admit that part of the arabic text is missing and they kind of point that out when that happens there's another german translation that gets it all right but of course i do not read german so that did not help me i know I really encourage you, if you're a research nerd like me and Corey, to pick up this book. You will be shocked at the familiarity, or not, and it has a lot of uh, similarity to the Key of Solomon and the Lesser Key of Solomon. And then it's got a whole section that, as a vegetarian and an animal lover, just made me cringe. And they have a disclaimer at the beginning about how some of this stuff is illegal and unethical and you shouldn't do it and we are not responsible. We are just translating what is actually there. There's literally a whole section on what parts of animals to use and sacrifice and blah, blah, blah. And it's just disgusting. But a lot of the rest of it is really interesting and deep philosophical stuff. And this is what I picked up even though I couldn't find the crystal ball. I picked up the sphere. So at the in one of the chapters, I don't remember which one, they're talking about heaven is a sphere. And of course it's a sphere. And this is back, you know, when there were still a lot of, you know, flat earth believers. Oh wait, there's so still like are. Now? Yeah. <laughs> and so he's talking about the sphere and the sphere of heaven and he talks a lot about how witchcraft and magic and science is a lot about you get a lot of information from images from art from what's inside you mm-hmm. and what i suspect and i can't wait to find out in this particular translation is some of those deeper philosophies that i got inspired to think about reading his work and we'll talk more about that out at the bonfire and his name is Gaik al-Hakim, according to my pronunciation guide. I don't speak Arabic, uh, <laughs> but I know I don't I don't speak German and I don't speak Arabic. But I think that's uh, anyway, most scholars assume that he's the one who who wrote it in the 900s. Wow. Um, yeah. And so just that idea of images influencing manifestation I'd like to talk about when we talk about crystal balls out at the bonfire. Awesome. Let's go. Yeah, let's do it. All right. So crystal balls, what made you, you, you were just like, I want to do crystal balls. Well, I think it's because the only time I ever see them in media is when they're used by either the bad guy or like the typical image we all think of like the person Mm -hmm. at the booth in the fair oh right do you know like in big zotar yes Mm -hmm. like zotar Mm -hmm. zotan zoltan zoltan something Um, that's a great movie by the way (laughs) um tom hanks national treasure there we go america's dad uh i think 
it was because I only thought of that. Like that's all I, that's the only touch point to crystal balls that I had. I wanted to know, I wanted to know more. <laughs> Literally, this was a selfish enterprise. I just wanted an excuse to learn more. And I did, which is great. Uh, I don't think that I am any kind of authority on it. Um, I certainly don't have any expertise on it after my reading, but um, it made me like fascinated. Just I'm fascinated by, first of all, the con- the the construction of one. Okay. Like the process of that. I watch yeah. a lot of TikTok videos of people using like gems to make spheres because it's soothing to me to watch. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. And there's like a tool. It's on like a, it's like a drill bit almost that is used to make a stone into a sphere. The idea that somebody in 1000 BCE could make a perfect sphere out of a freaking rock is fascinating yeah it is and do do you see tiktoks that show you how they did it is that what you're watching no 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 no. just now modern day stuff like how to make beads for example like crystal beads yeah because i know a lot of people will go back and do it old style for youtube videos and stuff like that now i want to look now i want to look no idea (sighs) but i also am fascinated by like kind of like how we were talking about palmistry and how it's not as mainstream as tarot, so people don't, mm-hmm. they don't, they, it's like not as quote unquote legitimate. Um, I feel like using a crystal ball to scry mm-hmm. or divine is not as legitimate in some people's perception. Oh, wow. And I wanted to explore why we think that. And I'm certain it has a lot to do with racism oh, yeah. and a lot to do with ignorance. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, I'm, I'm, I validate that. Yeah. <laughs> And I just wanted to know more. And I think that it's, I think that they're so neat. I think they're, I think that also they're beautiful. I think they're so beautiful. A sphere is such a beautiful shape because it's like we're like, we live on a sphere. We float around a sphere. Mm -hmm. We float in inky, infinite fucking blackness. Yep. Among other spheres. Right. Right. Because it's the most efficient shape. Mm. We cast a circle. We cast a circle. For liminal spaces. What is a circle but a flat sphere? (laughs) (laughs) Well, but when we're casting it, once we We think about it, it, above us, below us, all around us. Yeah. And... I don't know. I'm fascinated by bubbles. You know what I mean? Like, I'm fascinated by spheres. I think they're neat. I think they're wild. And I think that using them to understand the sphere on which you live makes total sense to me. I think so, too. Even back when people were like, the world's not round. They they had, like, this weird innate concept that, like, this round sphere Mm -hmm. reflects my world. Even when they didn't know that they were on a sphere. You know? Yeah. Even when they were like, it's on the backs of turtles. <laughs> um, a ship going through space. It's a ship going through space. So that's why I wanted to do it. Wow. So. Do you divine using I don't have crystals one. or anything? I mean, I have crystals. I have a, pe- a couple pendulums that I, I enjoy. Also, I just want to say, we talked about your new spirit board. And I was like, I don't mess with those. Mm -hmm. I just don't. And then I remembered 
that I made a disc once <gasps> that I use for scrying with my pendulums and stuff oh, like that. Oh, wow. That is, if you were to yeah. look at it, essentially a fucking spirit board. See, I know, right? So why I don't you and I party too. with your new one? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Um, because I was packing it because my life is packing right Oof. now. So I was packing it away and I was like, Corey, you dink. I'm, you know, don't, do not judge yourself harshly because I remember, I just don't remember which episode it is. We talked about it and I was, I too was weirded out by what I would, we called a Ouija board. Yeah. And I don't know if we even said spirit board in that. And since meeting Mortellus, so talk about things that have changed my witchcraft practice. Talking to Mortellus is a big one. Huge, Huge. gigantic. And here's what some, they have clarified some things and brought into focus some things that I was already thinking Mm -hmm. and then introduced me to a whole nother world Mm -hmm. and has also bridged different worlds that now some of my previous thoughts just make more sense. Mm -hmm. I feel validated. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, that kind of stuff. I mean, they are just an amazing human and their book is great. (laughs) Their book is great. Uh, Or do I have to wear black? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) Do I have to wear black? I mean, yeah, it talks about death. and But, you know, it's so interesting. A lot of times when you talk to witches or you talk to people that are thinking about going into witchcraft, we talk about that other world Mm -hmm. or the underworld. And and we're fascinated by it. And we want to connect with it because... You know, who knows? Maybe we're going back to it and maybe we come in and out of it. I, I I, haven't decided. Some days I feel like I know, I know, yeah, when I die, this is what's happening. And other times I think, you know, not. Yeah. But yeah, to finish with the spirit board. So I changed my mind on I that. have one, yeah, basically. you do. I have one that I fucking yeah. made with <gasps> my hands. Which is even more special. <sighs> How special is that, Corey? It's so silly that like, I don't know. It feels silly that I like... Do you think it's the horror movies that no. do it to us? What do you think it is? No, I that think it is that fear. I think it is the idea that human beings have the audacity to try to command any kind of entity to speak. Oh, because human see, beings have a fucking lot of audacity. Here's what's so interesting to me. I never think of it as commanding. I've never thought of it as commanding. But so much of what we see. Yeah. It is. Is it? It's like, speak to me. It's like, I don't fucking have to speak to you. I think the only one I've ever... What's that great movie with Kevin Bacon and... Stir of Echoes? Stir of Echoes. I haven't seen it. Oh, I can't remember if she is using a spirit board or not. Now I'm going to have to... But she communicates with the dead and then all of a sudden... I don't want to ruin the movie for you. I know it's old. I don't care. You should all watch it. It is a good film. It's Kevin Bacon. I will not watch the... this. I tried to watch the second one with Rob Lowe a couple times and could not do it. But the first one's really great. Uh, And the woman who is in that, I love her. She's also in Grace of My Heart. Uh, Anyway, she's great. She's wonderful. So, and, And I think there might be one in there, but it's not... Bad. I think there's one in Bly Spirit. So I played Madame Arcati and, you know, no, there's a crystal ball. We used a crystal ball. We used a crystal ball. There you go. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I do use crystals. I don't do a lot of divining. I just don't. I already have enough anxiety. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to know what's coming. I wonder if it would be like Teresa said, it would help you be prepared, not scared. Or like Conowin says, she wants to give you 
she wants to show you the road so you know where you're driving. I don't know if she said that or I said that, but <laughs> I don't know. I think I, I think the way that I interface with crystals is mm-hmm. usually more of a enhancing of energy kind yeah. of situation. Yeah. Um, very, very occasionally, just so occasionally, I will use my pendulum for decision making, but that's I as about that's about as like divinatory <laughs> as I get. Really, no tarot cards. That's not, I don't really use them for that either. I use use them them for for? problem solving, for like now, for like now stuff. Or like what is happening to me in the now or recently that like I need to deal with to move forward. I don't really use it. You don't think that's a form of divination? I don't. I don't, I don't feel it that way. Wow. But I, I don't really, I don't like to look forward with my tarot cards. Um, oh, wow. Because I don't like the idea of, I have this thing in my brain that happens is if I think something's going to happen, I've decided that it will, which sometimes is great, hmm. but sometimes it's very, very bad. Like if I think the worst thing, because it takes me about 0.006 seconds to go from, you know, zero to worst case scenario, then all I can think about is the bad thing that's going to happen. And if I don't fixate on that because I don't know it's coming necessarily, mm-hmm. I, it doesn't come to pass or I don't, I, it's not as bad as it could be. Hmm. I don't use my tarot cards for future reads very I often. I totally do, y'all. I, I totally I do. Wow. My anxiety will not let it happen. This- but I also believe that tarot cards give you a possible future, not a definite future. I think you can change it no matter what. I don't think it's fatalistic, but I still see how any possible choice would just make your anxiety spike. I totally get that. Just a reminder, I don't think just because you pull it in a tarot card means it's absolutely happening. It just shows you the choices. I, I can't. My anxiety will not let it happen. This is so exciting. Yeah. No, it is. This is really fun for me knowing how different we practice sometimes because we talk mostly. I mean, we talk outside of the podcast. We're friends. But I mean, we do. And we talk about this stuff. But I, yeah, I don't think I knew that. about. And so that's really exciting. So you hit on something when we were talking about the crystal balls and and making your own spirit board. And we got on to Madame Marcotti. That's one of the things that the book, because I played Madame Marcotti and Blyspear. Yes, got it. In this book, this text that you can find, the Picatrix. Picatrix. <laughs> he talks about writing in rhetoric and all the ways into magic and the science of magic and science. And I teach Shakespeare. I still use the old school method of using rhetoric when I'm teaching Shakespeare. Mm. And and then all of a sudden it just went click, 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 click of all y'all. Shakespeare or whoever wrote, however many people wrote, so much witchcraft in yeah. that, in those texts. There's so much, not just the obvious ones. There's just so much witchcraft and crystal balls and divination and all that good jazz. And I know I've talked about how I think there's so much stuff in Shakespeare before. This is not a new idea, and I know Corey agrees with me on this. But I also, after reading this, just had to wonder, did he read this? I mean, it was written almost a century, no, half a century before he started writing. And I just wonder if this helped influence some of his work. Yeah, I think he used witchcraft in his works to 
both enlighten and and terrify and um yeah entertain mm-hmm. obviously because you had to make that money mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um you got to stay in the queen's good graces or you boned yep and shakespeare in love <laughs> oh that movie's so good i love it not a gwen fan but i love that movie so much <laughs> uh I don't really know if I had a direction with that. I just think Shakespeare is rad. I I think think, so, too. And I am of the school of thought that it was one person. Are you? Was it Shakespeare or sister? I really do think it was him. Yeah. I think he was just this incredibly brilliant queer weirdo. Yeah. And I love him for it. And even if it wasn't. And by queer, you mean bisexual. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I believe that. I hundred percent believe bisexual. Those sonnets, good lord, Uh, get me started on his sonnets. But I think, I think that crystal balls. When it comes to magic, we have to understand the context of them Mm -hmm. and how they began with the soothsayers Mm -hmm. and like went in and out of fat. Like they never disappeared entirely. They went in and out of fashion. Yes, they became Mm -hmm. acceptable or unacceptable. And that, you could be killed for doing it, or you could be honored and make a lot of money. Exactly. You know, in and between. that had a lot to do with who was doing it. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think it's important, just like with tarot, just like with palmistry, just like with understanding the spells and rituals that you do and the practices closed or open. Mm-hmm. Like, you just, it's important to know your context. Yeah. And that's part of the reason why I wanted to do crystal balls today. Yeah. One of the other things that the, the goal of the sage when I was reading. And again, y'all, I've just started reading this 400-page text. I'm just so fascinated by it. And I have Nerd so alert. much other shit to do that I shouldn't be spending time on it. But I, like, want to go read it tonight. And I have papers to grade. So I will not. I won't. I won't. But <laughs> we talk a lot about how magic is science and sometimes science that hasn't been discovered yet. And I think it's a really – I was thinking about it while I was reading this that sometimes that's a real simplification or oversimplification mm-hmm. that we haven't talked about. And I really love science, and even though I know it's a misnomer to say you believe in science, so I'll say I trust in science I trust and in the science. process, yeah. you know, of science. But I also believe that magic and even science are about discovering the mysteries of the universe. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that is an experience that cannot be articulated or is deeply personal and private, a.k.a. a message for you specifically that comes out in meditation or whatever you're doing, which is where I'm going with the crystal ball. I promise I will get there, folks. And then I'm taken to the end of Contact, if you haven't seen... The movie Contact? Yeah, with, with Jodie Foster. Foster. One of the best movies mm. ever made it is by man, ever. so good. I love that and, movie. You know, you go to the end of it, and she's a scientist, and she's agnostic, and or yeah. atheist, she's actually. She's atheist. She's not agnostic. And and I'm talking the movie, not the book. The book is so much different. There are five people, not just one character. And I've never read the book. The book is also quite good, but it's a little bit different. So stick into the movie. She goes to the inn and she sees all this stuff and she's like, they should have sent a poet. And I don't even know that a poet could translate some of the stuff that we experience personally in our meditation and witchcraft. I don't think all of it's meant to be on this plane. Does that make sense? 100%. So, and I'll get back to a crystal ball after you talk about that. Go. I agree with you. 100%. Yeah. I, I think that's why there's so many interpretations of what God is. Right. Because there, what deity there is. is no way to verbalize or describe 
the entirety of what that is. Mm -hmm. And it is at once universal and so deeply, deeply personal. Right. Both at the same time. At the same time. Like, how do we explain that? You can't. You, you can't, but it's true. Yeah. Both the things are true at the same time. You cannot. Yeah. I'm fascinated by that daily. Right? It's just amazing. Yeah. And I think that that, when I was when I was reading this, I think we all, and I'm a, I'm totally looking in the mirror, everyone, that sometimes we get caught up in elements of witchcraft and manifesting that we don't always consciously think or talk about the fact that for many of us, this is a deeply spiritual practice. It doesn't mean you have to believe in deities. It actually doesn't even mean you have to believe in God to be spiritual. Like you can just be connecting with nature and the university, university, the university, you know, the universe. (laughs) And it's becoming connected and grokking the mysteries. This practice, however, how you get here, that walk in the woods, the meditating is hanging out with this spherical crystal ball. I think it encourages us to go into a deeper trance and connection. And that when you're staring into this crystal ball, no matter what it is, whether it's obsidian or clear glass or a cloudy crystal, you're connecting with whatever that element is. And even if it was just glass. Just glass. That's sand, y'all. That's sand, baby. Affected by fire. Exactly. Deep deep heat. So many elements in there, right? And, And you're connecting and going into a trance and connecting with all this stuff. So, of course, it's just another tool for either deep meditation, trance work, or divination. And I think... That even though I've barely started reading it, just what I've read so far of the Pixar is, I think that's part of what is probably going to be talked about with the crystal ball is the reflection, because he's already talked about the rhetoric, the using art and pictures as part of your divination and that reflection that you get or the projection that you get when you're looking into that crystal ball, that you're just able to amplify that knowledge and there you go and look i did actually get back to the crystal ball folks yeah so and what were you gonna say i was just gonna say when my mom and i both finally had our vaccinations Mm -hmm. and we were able to see one another (sighs) first of all that was a very emotional day because my mommy and i are best friends clearly i'm moving in with her (laughs) clearly Uh, she is your best friend yes she's the bestest uh, but we went on a drive, which is something we enjoy doing. We like to walk, drive around, explore, get lost, find cool houses to look at and fun restaurants to eat at and just kind of mosey. And we were driving and we were coming down like Harborview Lane or something. And the sun was out and the water was clear and the mountain was very, very bright. Mm. And I hadn't had an opportunity to explore the island very much yet because we had just moved here. And I didn't know that view existed here. Wow. By the island, she means West Seattle. West Seattle. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and we and I know it's not a fucking island. Get out of my DMs. It, it basically is. <laughs> um, and we came down this road with the water on the right side. And... I just started like crying, <laughs> like a lot of crying. Aww. And my mom was like, you okay? And I was, I was so, and it had nothing to do with God. It had nothing to do with a God of any kind. 
but the 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 nature of the nature around me like I forget sometimes because I live in the Pacific Northwest that I'm surrounded by this incredibly diverse nature and beauty and the scope and magnitude of it is so great that it doesn't I'm going to say a thing and then I'm going to explain it. It doesn't need God. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. So it doesn't need God to be this incredible thing. Does believing in God maybe or a higher power like amplify it for you? Sure, maybe. I don't know. But like I didn't need a deity or a God or a higher power or in anything to be completely humbled. Yeah by the magnitude of beauty around mm-hmm. me of the mm-hmm. things i don't understand but if we're all aspects of god or portals for a you know the yeah. universe or whatever like that and that energy sure you are already you have it inside you you have this but yeah. i don't understand it yeah no and we aren't supposed to i don't think I don't, yeah I don't think we're ever yeah. supposed to like a hundred percent be sure of that. On this plane, not on this they're plane. Gonna, they're going to keep trying, though. That's what science is trying to do. This plane is a fucking mess. Yeah, and having said that, I'm also going to keep trying. And there's a, you know, there's a lot of stuff being found out. So who knows? <gasps> who Probably knows? Probably not in my lifetime. Not in you my know, lifetime. Even I say that, and I didn't think that I'd ever be able to get married in this lifetime. I sure. really did not. I thought I would die before Tammy and I got to get married. Yeah. And and yes, I know people are trying to roll some stuff back and I think the next 40 years are going to be, be hard. Yeah. And I hope I'm still alive in 40 years. I might not be, but I hope I am, but I'm I'm hoping there's some new Supreme Court members before then, <laughs> before I die. Please. Not to get political, but yeah. they've got to die sometime. A more progressive person will be rad. Yeah. Um so anyway, I, so who knows? Who knows what science will come up with? Before Technology has I advanced yeah. more in the last 20, 30 years than it has in the last several know, thousand. Right. So like, and part of the problem with that is that's part of why we're seeing so much species and. Oh, God, I'm getting dark. We could get it's very dark here. It's the drink. It's, it's the, the drink. drink. I'm gonna back off. I'm gonna back off. I'm gonna go to water. But I think back to crystal balls. I think crystal balls are <laughs> rad because they reflect. Yeah. I think they're rad because yeah. they reflect, and I think that that's that it. Your reflection of the divine, and your the divine is a reflection of you, and they can't exist without each other. And right, that's what crystal balls are, and that's why the images are so important. And so you're seeing, yeah. and you are seeing. Yes, I think you nailed it. That reflection of you and what's going on and what you're receiving, and you can project it out onto that. Yeah. beautiful sphere and and when it yeah. comes to like practices for divining i think it truly is like some people like burgers some people like sushi some people like italian right mm-hmm. they all like all of them but some people have favorites mm-hmm. and so when it comes to divining like you can like tarot and you can like crystal balls and you can like whatever else cardomancy what is that that's cards what's i'm trying to think mm-hmm. of their like but like your palmistry that's it mm-hmm. but you're gonna have the one that resonates with you best right if you are interested in or curious about crystal balls i think you should try it and start with like a glass one 
This isn't like that. What is that meteor rock that people are trying to sell for like thousands of dollars? I have no idea. I haven't heard drives about this. drives me nuts. Anyway, oh. pe- people trying to sell this rock that's like supposed to have these incredible magical properties. It's just, it's a meteor rock and people are trying to stiff you. Anyway, <laughs> but like get yourself a, a glass one, right? Yeah. Practice with it. Training wheels, baby. Um, and just see if it works for you. I might open up a, another door here or might close one. I don't know. <laughs> but I find it wild that you were so interested in this, but you don't like divination. You're not so into divination. I like to learn. Yeah. Well, and I think, too, <laughs> to open that door a little bit, maybe it doesn't have to be used for, as as I was saying earlier, maybe it, you know, it is a meditation thing, a yeah. trance thing. Maybe you don't divine with it. I think there's an yeah. opportunity there to use it like a candle. Mm. in that you could like pick a focus in the ball mm-hmm. of like light or a reflection mm-hmm. and you could stare at it and it would offer the yeah. same opportunity yeah. i prefer looking at a candle but i could try it with a crystal ball yeah yeah that'd be great yeah yeah so that's our stuff on crystal balls y'all got very heavy i know sorry about it <laughs> <laughs> it was fun though i love these kinds Thank of discussions you. i could have these kinds of discussions all day long forever <laughs> Well, hey. Hey. Do you want to send up some sparks? I would love that. Let's do it. Let's do it. What's your spark today, Corey? Uh, in the honor of us doing crystal balls today, I have a website I want to send you to where you can find ethically sourced crystal balls. <gasps> I love ethical sources. Yeah. So crystal mining is often dangerous. It is often one step above slave labor it is often very very bad not done well for the world for the world for, for the, the earth, earth or the people who do it yeah so i found a website and i think i vetted it i think i vetted it i would love to know if i'm wrong please gently correct me if i am out there listeners but the website i have found is called sagecrystals.com so they sell crystal spheres small ones medium ones big ones ethically sourced hand mined um and if you're interested in trying scrying with a crystal ball out you might try one of the crystals from sage crystals i will say Mm -hmm. that yes this particular place has been vetted because she and i have chatted oh and i kept saying we were going to do a crystal episode here we are and would she be willing to come on and she just said yeah let me know and if i'm looking at the website uh and she yeah i believe she's in arizona and she has her own property yeah yeah so yes i also feel very confident that it is ethically sourced radical i love that you found i love that you found that yeah well i just want people to be able to immediately yeah. find a place right so if they do want to give this a try yeah they can check yeah yeah what's yours i have two. Oh shoot if that is all right yeah, i know i haven't done that for a while so i'm gonna do two because they were on the same thing okay and i was listening to npr mm-hmm. i'll get to npr in just a moment who was talking to black girl songbook podcast and go check out the podcast. I have now listened to one of them, and I am 
hopefully going to be able to listen to a lot more. It's uh, join the author and former Vibe editor-in-chief, Danielle Smith, as she mm. celebrates and uplifts the talents of black women in the music industry. Hell yes. Tune in for in-depth discussions with your favorite songwriters, producers, artists, as well as anecdotes from Danielle. Plus, you're going to hear songs from black women who change the landscape of America forever. And I am just so freaking excited. And I heard it, or the end of it, and them talking with Sam at It's Been a Minute. Is that the other spark? That is my other spark. It's been a minute with Sam Sanders. So Sam, if you haven't listened to It's Been a Minute, which I do at NPR all the time, he does this thing at the end of his episodes where all through the week they take phone calls. You have to make an audio file and send it via email to Sam. And you have to say something that you're really happy about, that you can brag about it, 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 but it needs to be something you're grateful for or happy about. And it is so much fun. And today, one of them, somebody's daughter walked out of the Uh cancer ward uh, and got to ring the bell. She's 16. She's still got a long way to go, but she's finally done with her chemo. And somebody who is a wardrobe person on Broadway got to go back for the first time to work this week since March 4th, 2020. And just like like the end of the episodes just leave you feeling so good. That sounds like the fucking hoorays on (gasps) My Favorite Murder. Yeah. Oh, and or What's Making Us Happy on pop culture happy yeah. hour it's so good ah, so seek good. out these pockets of joy Denna mm. and i were just having a conversation on the car ride over here and i was just like they're so fucking little right now oh. at least for me that i can glean joy from so like find it that's something i'm working on with my rad therapist <laughs> uh is finding little bits of joy yeah. and if you can find a pocket of joy settle yeah. into it because like we need it yeah we I- need it or we'll die yeah I really think you'll find it with It's Been a Minute. I love that. Yeah. I can't wait to listen. That's fun. Yeah. Those are my sparks. Oh, so good. I couldn't say one without the other today. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> makes sense to me. Uh, Sorry, I just saw the word. <laughs> I just saw the word Hamlet. And I was like, why does my journal say Hamlet? And it's because when I first started this journal, it was not a podcast journal. It was a journal des- designated for rehearsals for Hamlet. And that makes me really sad because we started Hamlet in February of 2020 Aww. and never got to put it up. Is that with off-road Shakespeare? Yeah. Maybe, maybe it'll Someday. be Someday. Yeah. Well, everybody. Yeah. Thank you for joining us this week. And I'm so excited for the next few upcoming episodes. I am too. October is the time when I really <laughs> achieved my final form. Yeah. And I'm excited to be here with all of you. Yeah. Well, until next time, everyone. Be well. Harm none. And don't forget that you are magic.